Now here we are. Now we talked about the different types of cells and the tissues and how they actually clump together and work together. So ito na naman ngayon, let's talk about how the skin and body membranes are. What do they do? What do they not do? And how do they do these things? Now, let's talk about the skin and the body membranes. Now, if you want to look at skin and body membranes, you have to look at how they work because they have different types depending on where they're located. They line or cover the body surfaces. They also protect body surfaces and they even lubricate body surfaces. Now, remember what lubrication means, especially in this sense. It means that it avoids friction or it lessens friction. Okay? So there you go. Now, we have three types of epithelial membranes. Depende kung anong function at nasan siya. We have cutaneous, mucus, serous, and the connective tissue membranes naman. So kapag epithelial, you have cutaneous, mucus, and serous. And connective tissue membranes. Let's talk about uh, these things. Pag sinabi natin muna, cutaneous membrane, I want you to think about the word skin. So pag sinabing cutaneous, it means skin. And that is why kapag may sinabi tayong subcutaneous, meaning sub, subterranean, it means nasa ilalim. Pag sinabi natin subcutaneous, that would be under the cutaneous or under the skin. So anong importante dito? Remember that the cutaneous membrane or the skin is actually a dry membrane. Bakit? Kasi meron tayong other types of membranes na actually mostly moist siya. Moist. In fact, merong iba na lubricate nga, di ba? Pero ito naman, eh, dry na dry. And it's also the outermost protective boundary. And it's a boundary because, yun nga, ito yung limit ng katawan natin. It limits our body from the outside world and vice versa. Okay, so let's talk about now the layer. The superficial epidermis is the most superficial or if you can remember our lecture on the directions and the anatomical locations of the body, we call it the superficial or the most superior portion. If you look at the the photo, makikita mo naman na parang how does it become superficial? Diba? Remember that layers of the skin are actually spread out na parang ganun. So, eto, the most superficial, pinakataas is yung superficial epidermis natin. And it's actually composed of keratinized, meaning meron siyang keratin, and it's stratified squamous. Ibig sabihin, marami. Oh, paano naman nangyari yun na marami? Well, forgive the very, very, the terrible drawing, di ba? But, if you look at the superficial epidermis kasi, kaya siya stratified kasi it's more than one. More than one. So, pag isa lang, it's simple. Kapag more than one, we call it stratified. So, how many cells all in all? We don't really know. We can't really count. But, if you look at the books, 20 to 30. Okay? So, it's a range. Huh? It's a range. It's actually 20 to 30 cells. Ganun siya ka, kapal. Now, the underlying dermis naman, ito yung nasa ilalim ni epidermis. Ang nasa ilalim pa talaga ni dermis, yun si sub 
cutaneous or si hypo, meaning low, di ba? Hypodermis. Now, what's the most important thing about this? Pag sinabi natin yung word na dermis, okay, dermis, I want you to immediately think about the word dense. Kapag dense, si dermis. Don't forget that. Next, si mucous membrane. Si mucous membrane, yung surface epithelium niya depends on the site. Why? Um, I want you to look at this. No? Ang sinabi kasi dito, ano yun? It's often adapted for absorption or secretion. But it also depends on the site. So if it depends, for example, on absorption, nasa GI tract siya. Nasa GI tract dapat. Pag for secretion, depende. Pwede siyang andito sa respiratory membranes. Do you remember yung mga cilia na sabi ko? Yung muco? Yung mga elevator, the mucociliary elevator, we talked about it, yung pampalabas ng phlegm or ng mucus, that's a mucous membrane. Kasi nga, ano pa? Di ba we talked about the cutaneous membrane or the skin as being dry? Eto naman hindi siya dry. Bahit? Actually, it's continuously based in, uh, bathed, bathed rather, not based, bathed in fluid. In this case, usually mucus. Now, what's important here? It lines all body cavities open to the exterior body surface. Kita nyo, no? These are the airways natin. Now, eventually, they are actually open. They're actually open to the outside world. Okay? So, isipin nyo na it's just like a tunnel go to the body. So, kita nyo? So, if you see the skin, diba, it's dry and it limits us sa out outside world. Ito naman, yung mucous membrane, open siya to the outside world, pero it essentially functions as what appears to be a tunnel. And it's adapted for absorption or secretion. Secretion nga yung merong cilia. Now, ito naman yung serous membranes. What are the serous membranes? Kasi ba diba, meron tayong cutaneous, meron tayong mucus, meron tayong serous. Ang serous naman, is meron siyang simple squamous epithelium. At anong importante, by the way, ang nasa ilalim niya is areolar connective tissue. Balik tayo saglit, ha? Balik tayo saglit. Ang nasa ilalim kasi nito is lamina propria. It's lamina propria. Okay? Yun yung term natin doon. It's actually a basement membrane na supportive siya sa ilalim. So, kapag naman serous membrane, that's going to be areolar connective tissue. Now, napag-usapan natin kanina, balik tayo saglit, na ito ay parang tano, then it's open to the body in that way, kasi para siyang dusutan lang. But, this lines the body cavities na that are closed to the exterior of the body. Big sabihin, there is nothing here that's going to connect them or to expose them to the outside world. So, ito yung parietal, visceral, peritoneum. Okay? We're gonna have a photo para mas madalihan. Ano pa? We also have the parietal and visceral pericardium. Mga kapatid, ang importante dito sa akin malaman nyo. Pag sinabi natin peri, ibig sabihin it's surrounding. Ha? So, like for example, na napag-usapan natin kanina about adipose tissue and fat. If it's called perirenal, renal means kidney, di ba? Or yung bato natin. Perirenal fat, 
means it's fat surrounding the renal or surrounding the kidney. So, pag sinabi naman nating pericardium, okay, it surrounds the heart, the cardiac. Ito naman is pleura. You're going to see it later. We're going to, it's the one that lines the heart. Now, we talked about kanina now how it can also be lubricating in function. So, what is that lubricant? It is known as serous fluid. It is known as serous fluid. Now, this is going to be very important. That's a fake pangit star. <laughs> okay? That's going to be important in the next slide, I think. So, we talked about this already. Peritoneum, pero kapag nasa abdominal cavity. Pleura, kapag around the lungs. Please take note. Please take note. Pleura, pleura, lungs. Huh? Please take note. Look, if you look at it another way, there is pleura, there is the word, uh, the letter L, and there is U. So, L-U, that's the lungs, okay? So, again, if this is working well the way I hope it would work, then when you see the word pleura, alam mo ng lungs yun. Is ito naman, pericardium, peri is around, diba? Peri is around, cardium is the heart. So, ano nangyayari dito? Ano bang ginagawa nito? Simple lang. This is actually, well, it looks like a representation of the heart, and it can, especially when you think about it as a pericardial area. But if you think about it, this is actually like a balloon. Think of a balloon. Instead of, instead of air, though, ayaw kong isipin nyo na air. I want you to think about it as a balloon na puno ng tubig. Why? Because in serous membranes nga ay merong serous fluid, which is the lubricant. So, itong balloon na ito, you're gonna put it, maybe you're gonna put it on the table or on the floor, and then, gagawin mo is you're gonna drive your fist into that. So, ito daw ang itsura niya. When you drive your fist into that, what happens is it creates a layer. It creates an area here. And let me just uh, use the highlighter for that. Let's say ito yung heart. Okay, ito yung heart mo. Yung area na dumikit sa fist mo or sa heart mo, that is what we're going to call the visceral layer. Pag nasa loob, visceral layer. So this one. Okay? This one. Ito naman, yung nasa labas na part, you're gonna call it what? You're gonna call it now the parietal layer. The parietal layer. Okay? Now, what is one thing that's important here that I want you to observe? Well, dalawang bagay. Una, we actually created a space in a way na may laman. Ano yung laman na yun? It can be air, it can be fluid. Okay? In this case, it's fluid. Kasi nga, meron tayong serosal or serous fluid. Now, what is the other thing that's important for me na makita nyo? Kita nyo. Remember, diba? This used to be a balloon. Yung bilog, diba? So, okay. Scratch that. It's importante is continuous siya. Isang malaking bilog. But when you drove your fist into that, bilog pa rin ba siya? Hindi naman. Pero if you look at it this way, wala naman siyang sugat, diba? Hindi naman siya naputol. Yung continuity niya, hindi. So, ang nangyari is that, nagkaroon lang siya ng infolding. Para siyang nagfold lang beside itself. What does this mean? 
this means na yung parietal natin, which is yung nasa labas, and yung visceral, which is yung nasa loob, this area here, is actually connected to each other. They are actually connected to each other. It's one huge line. Kunwari na ganun. Nagkataon lang na ako. Ito yung heart mo. Ito yung visceral. Ito yung parietal. Pero, actually, continuous lang siya. It's one structure. Nagkaroon lang siya ng layer because of the infolded. Ito naman yung synovial membrane. These are known as connective tissue only and it lines the fibrous capsules of the surrounding joints. Ito yung pag nagising yung, yung ano, magulang mo or yung mga lolo-lola, tita na medyo may edad na and they feel na parang kulang sa grasa yung kanilang mga tuhod, na parang kulang ng oil. So this is connected to that. Why? We talked about it having synovial fluid. Gaya ng serous membranes. So ang synovial fluid, this is actually what we aspirate. Kapag sinabing aspirate, ito yung ating kinukuha using yung mga syringe, no? yung injection. We pull the plunger, so we aspirate the fluid here para ma-check natin kung meron bang inflammation or meron bang mga bacteria or any pathogens involved. So you have the articular, ito yun. It is composed of hyaline cartilage. And you have the fibrous capsule. So any fibrous capsule, just like any capsule, ito yung nakabalot. Or the joint capsule. Tapos yung synovial membrane, ito yung nasa loob, di ba? Yung nasa loob, paloob siya. Ayun. And then, if we call that the articular capsule, ibig sabihin, it is both the fibrous and the synovial membrane as a whole. Now, flashback tayo saglit, ha? Flashback tayo saglit. Remember, ano nga itong ligament? This is muscle to bone. Bakit? Remember yung pinag-usapan natin? Remember, na bone to bone, yung dalawa natin, no? Yung letter L. Ito yung arm mo. Ito yung forearm mo. It forms a letter L. So, ligament is bone to bone. Now, look at the ligament. It's from one bone to another. Okay? It's connective tissue from one bone to another. So, don't forget that. Next. So, let's talk about now the integumentary system now, the skin. And how it looks like. Yung skin natin, depende, no? It's, yung, it's composed of skin and yung mga derivatives niya. Ano ito? Yung sweat gland, yung oil gland, yung hair, and yung nails. Lahat sila parte ng skin as their skin derivatives. So, depende. Depende on how you want to memorize this. Pwede as simple as S-O-H-N. You can write that down, diba, if you want, because it means sweat gland, oil gland, hair, and nails. Now, here's another way of looking at it. Kung ako lang, ha, pwede nyo rin siyang ilagay as, diba, kanina, S-O-H-N. Pwede nyo gawin to. Just take note na etong sa taas, tandalawa, are actually glands. Ano yun? Si sweat and si oil. Si sweat and si oil. 
So, ako, I actually prefer na Asa na yun? Sean, right. Ako, I prefer, I prefer for some reason, I just prefer Sean. Kasi, it makes sense sa akin. Okay? Hindi yung Sean. Okay? So, depende na sa inyo how you want to memorize that. Sa so, pag tinanong, ano yung skin derivatives? Yun, si Sean. Kung style ko ang pipiliin niyo. Next. So, ano bang skin, ano functions ng skin natin? Well, una, it protects from mechanical damage. What is mechanical damage? Ito yung trauma. Like, for example, when you rub against something, tapos kunwari, nasugat ka, now, it actually has a cushioning effect. Lalo na pag nag-friction. Hindi agad nasasugat yan. In fact, it's actually a quite, uh, it's actually quite a tough layer kasi keratinized siya. It has keratin. Now, how about this? How about chemical damage? Alam na natin that the skin will protect us from chemical damage because, kumbaga, it's going to catch, in a way, it's somewhat going to catch, diba, the acid or the base. Kumbaga, sasaluin niya. But if you really think about it, the skin also protects us from chemical damage by letting us know na we're having a burn. Take note, ha? ang burn, pwedeng acid, pwedeng base or alkaline na burn. Maraming burns, electrical, marami yan. Thermal, marami. But the pain receptors also tell us na meron tayo mga burn, like chemical burn. Bacterial damage, of course. Bacterial damage. You have the skin. So if there if there's bacteria there, which meron po tayo, we have a lot of bacteria on the skin. So as long as it is continuous or uninterrupted, the bacteria cannot get in. Pero kapag may sugat ka, nakapasok yung bacteria, and it's going to cause an infection here, we're not going to call that what? Of course, it's going to end up being an abscess, lalo na pag lumaki siya, ganun. Pero it's actually cellulitis. Pero kapag may pimple yan, mukha parang may mata, no? We call that now a boil or a faronco. So, ginagawa natin dyan sa surgery, no? Hihiwain mo yan, then you're gonna drain it, and hopefully you can get the capsule kung kailangan. Lalo na kung pwede din, no? Mga sebaceous cysts, mga oil glands, and all that, pag na-infect. Pero bottom line is, hihiwain mo muna, and then maybe you can get antibiotics, believe it or not. Ang first treatment natin dyan is actually antibiot- uh, ano, surgery and then antibiotics. So, ano pinag-usapan natin kanina? Thermal burn. Thermal burn, ito yung thermometer, temperature burn, ito yung mga flame, no? yung mga thermal burn. And ultraviolet rays, causing ultraviolet na mga burns, diba? Think about yung mga skin cancers when you're going out. How does skin cancer work, by the way? Yung ultraviolet rays or yung radiation will actually dis- actually destroy your DNA. At the DNA na yon kapag you know it tries to replicate, it's going to be really screwed up. So that is one reason you can end up having cancer. Faulty yung replication niya ng DNA. And of course, desiccation or drying. Now, what what's funny here is um you know some people you may have. You may have heard of this, na beauty is skin deep. No, beauty is skin deep. Now, if you look at it, it's actually, we're actually seeing only dead skin cells. Lahat po na nahihita natin sa isang tao is just the dead skin cells. Hindi, yung beauty pala is composed actually of dead skin cells, if you look at it. 
The skin aids in heat regulation and it also excretes urea and the uric acid and synthesis of vitamin D. Synthesis of vitamin D. Well, it helps. Kasama naman niya, kasabayan niya si kidney. So, ano yung sinabi natin na dead skin cells? Look at this. They actually sa, dito nyo ito, stratum basale. Stratum basale or the basal layer. Diyan nanggagaling lahat ng basal cells natin. So, that is why another term or another name for the basal layer, we call it the stratum germinativum. Because it is the germinating layer. In short, andito nanggagaling yung mga stem cells natin. Now, how does it work? Simple lang. When you have, actually itong stratum spinoso, meron tayong mga langer hand cells for now. Uh, okay sa akin na, na malaman nyo lang na yung langer hand cells. Marinig nyo lang. Langer hands, langer hands spinosum. Okay? That's important na ma-familiarize nyo lang for now. So, what happens is that when you have stem cells here, dito siya magsisimula, kunwari, ganun, no? Buhay na buhay yan. Buhay na buhay yan. Pero as it goes up, it actually dies. It actually dies. Lalo na dito sa stratum lucidum. Bakit? Itong stratum lucidum kasi, dalawa yung function niya in a way. Dito daw, Dito kasi nanggagaling yung karamihan ng fluid. Okay? Fluid. In fact, kapag kunwari nag-wrinkles ka na or alam mo yun, nagkakaroon ka ng sinasabi nating uh, um, older person look, nawawalan ka ng elasticity and it doesn't look that healthy anymore, that's because daw dehydrated na si stratum lucidum or ubus na ng konti yung fluid niya. So, anong effect ng fluid na yun? Ba't natin napag-usapan? Kasi, yung second function niya, maliban sa it holds fluid also, it secretes the fluid, but if you are a stem cell, tapos napunta ka sa fluid na yan, that's going to be deadly for you. Again, yung stem cell, when you got, when you got um, born from the basal layer, and then you're gonna go up, kasi it's being pushed up, di ba? into the stratum lucidum, that's going to be deadly for you. Why? Because kung ito yung dermis, ito yung mga blood, ano mo, yung blood vessels mo, yung capillaries mo, you know, the, the finest capillaries, wala kasing blood supply mismo ang upper portion ng skin. That is why it relies on diffusion. Remember the diffusion, di ba? Simple, facilitated diffusion, all that. So, the further you are, Tapos meron pang tubig dito as you go up, wala na si diffusion. Hirap na siya. So that's why you start dying. Then when you die as a cell, natito ka na sa stratum corneum. And take note, we call it the stratum corneum. Why? Because it means cornu. And cornu means horn. That is why Minsan, other books will call it the horny layer. The horny layer. Bakit horny layer? Kasi may horn siya and cornu means horn. So, don't be confused about that. Okay? So, kita na yan. Yan ang keratin. Ha? Yan ang keratin. Now, 
deep to the dermis. Remember, deep to the dermis. Pag-usapan natin yan. Diba? Ito si dermis. Ito si dermis. Ano nga yung word na sinabi ko? Pag naisip niyo si dermis, si dens. Okay? Anong nasa taas ni dermis? Susulat ko na lang ha. Epi. Bakit? Kasi epidermis. Ano naman ang nasa ilalim? Tawag natin si hypo. Kasi hypo means low. So, ito yung hypodermis. Hypodermis. Na importante dito is composed of adipose. It's composed of adipose. So, yung epi naman ay puno ng mga corneum or ang iba pa, another word again, maliban sa maliban sa horny or horny layer is cornified. Okay? Ito naman si adipose. So, I want you to remember this. Kapag merong nakalagay or kapag hirap kayo, remember nyo na lang letter D, tapos si epi, at si hypo. In fact, pwede mo nang isulat nga lang eh. D, E, H. Masagay ko dito A. Masagay ko dito C. Gets nyo na yun. Epidermis. Dermis is dense. Dermis is dense. Hypodermis is adipose tissue. Epidermis is cornified layer. Now, stratum basale or the stratum basal or the basal layer. The cells are undergoing mitosis or cell division. Diba? You have mitosis and meiosis. Mitosis kasi in the division ng mga stem cells. And it lies next to the dermis. When it goes up, it's known as the stratum spinosum. Ano importante dito? Nandito si Langerhan cell. Okay? Ano yung si Langerhan cell? Later. Sa stratum naman, granulosum, habang paakit na siya, kasi it looks like granulated layer. Then nandun si stratum lucidum. It occurs only in thick skin. So ano yung thick skin natin? Ano yung thick skin natin? I want you to think about your palms and your soles. Palms and soles. So, pag narinig nyo, palms and soles, or nabasa nyo, palms and soles, stratum lucidum. Stratum lucidum. Kapag naman si corneum or si cornified, take a look, dead cells, shingle-like. Tusok-tusok. Shingle-like dead cells. Bakit? Horny layer. Horny layer. Now, melanin. The pigment melanin is produced by melanocytes. It's produced by melanocytes. Now, I also want you to know na we have a difference of location. We have difference in the location. Kapag usually protected yung area from sunlight, there's going to be lesser melanocytes there. Okay? Compared sa keratinocytes. Kasi ang keratinocytes, all over the body. Ang melanocytes naman, all over the body pa rin. Pero naman, kumbaga, depende sa libro, no? Sabi kasi sa amin, sa dermatology, kapag mga sun-protected areas, like for example, usually yung mga trunk, no? yung harap, yung torso natin, one is to ten daw. One melanocyte is to 10 keratinocytes. And that is why, if you notice, like for example, kung 
unless babae ka no na mahilig mag-sleeveless or lalaki na mahilig mag-sando tapos pag lumalabas kayo sa araw usually yung deltoid area mo ay eh, mas maputi compared sa lower bicep kasi less less sun protected yung lower bicep so there you go now the color of melanin is actually yellowish to brown to black but again it depends on the concentration and melanocytes are mostly in the stratum basale and the amount of melanin produced depends on genetics and exposure to sunlight back at genetics because as uh, if you remember how race goes diba uh, the nearer you are to the equator mas darker your skin mo ganun ka simple tapos exposure to sunlight kasi nga by that same effect okay but let me also tell you na exposure to sunlight also hindi lang doon it also affects your your the amount of red blood cells mo also depends on the ano it also affects your red blood cells. Lalo na pag nasa mountainous areas ka, depende din. Pag-usapan natin next time. Now, kanina, if you can remember, di ba anong sabi natin? Meron tayong dermis. Sensya na, paulit-ulit, pero kailangan. Dermis is dense. Ano pa yung sabi natin? Si epi, yun na yung cornified, di ba? Cornified. At kapag naman si hypo, or si hypodermis, eh, eto naman si adipose. Now, si dermis pala, meron siyang dalawang layer. Pag nasa taas, eto si papillary. Pag nasa baba, eto si reticular. Now, I would like to focus on these two. Dahil meron tayong dermis, ano sabi natin? Merong papillary layer. So, gusto ko, pag sinulat nyo to, eto si papillary and obviously, papillary, nandoon nakikita si papillae or si papillae. Diba? Next, ano pa? Andito si pain receptor. So, makikita mo din dito si pain receptor. Lahat yan, letter P. Natikit sa lahat, andito si capillary loops. Lagay na lang dito. Okay? Lagay na lang ng CA. Although, it's going to end up reading like capillary Alam mo naman na ibig sabihin yan is capillary loops or yung mga capillaries. Ngayon, let's go down. Sipi mo naman si reticular layer, ba? Si retic, reticular layer. Nandito naman, depende na sa'yo. Ako, diretso na kasi ako eh. B, G, N. Nandito si blood vessel, dito si gland, at si nervous receptor or nerve receptors. So, there you go. Dense dermis, nasa taas, si papillary, nasa baba, si reticular. Ano si papillary layer? Nandun sa kanya si papillae, nandun din si pain receptor, and the CA, the capillary loops. Kahit na nagmukha, capillary. Tapos si reticular naman, nandun si blood vessel, nandun si glands, at nandun si nerve receptor. Ano pang another way na hindi nyo makalimutan? No? Remember na nasa taas or sa alphabet na una sa letter P compared kay R, pues dapat si letter P nasa taas at si R nasa baba. Ano yung sabi natin kanina? Dermis is very dense. Look, it's very, very dense. Tapos si epidermis, ayan na, oh, kita nyo, si stratum basale, tapos pocket dyan, si stratum lucidum dito na area. 
And you have the hypodermis, itong air na ito sa baba. Now, take note. Sa reticular, as a papillary layer, andito si dermal papillae. Ito na yan, si dermal papillae. Then si Meissner's corpuscle, mapag-usapan natin later. You have the free nerve ending. Reticular layer of the dermis, ayan na. Ito, take a note ha. A take note, reticular, free nerve ending po ito ha. Ito, ito, ito. Nerve ending. Nasa taas siya. Kasi yan yung dulo niya. Next, sebaceous gland, oil gland, nakakabit kay follicle. Ito si erector pili. Ito si erector pili. Importante ito. Ito si erector pili. Ito. Another one here. Ito. Ito si erector pili. Para mas klaro ata. Okay. Now, anong purpose nito? I want you to think about three things. I want you to think about three things. This is... Uh, smooth muscle. This is smooth muscle. Hindi mo siya kayang i-control. Pero, ito ang responsible. Si Erector Pillai is responsible for tinatawag natin na goose flesh. Ito yung pag sinabi mo makatindig balahibo. No? Narin na bigla ka goose flesh and you have goose bumps kung ano yung mga yun, no? That is because of Erector Pillai muscle. So, how does it work? Since it's a smooth muscle, it is a muscle, and it is involuntary, it is mononucleated, and it has no striae, or it's not striated, it's going to pull, ilain nyo, isipin nyo ha, it's going to pull this one, it's going to pull it forward, okay, and up ang mangyayari. So, mangyayari, instead na paganon si hair, tatayo siya. That is the effect of a rector pili. Now, but kasi nabing tatlo. There are two more things. The same thing ang nangyayare sa number two, itlog sa scrotum ng lalaki sa dartos. Call it dartos. Yen yung rason kung bakit no. Tensya na sa mga babae yah pero ganon talaga no. Ganon talaga anatomy to. Pag ang lalaki nakakubad, makikita nyo yung itlog. Diba? Yung mga lalaki, itlog. Tapos, actually, sa mga hindi familiar, ang itlog gumagalaw. Okay? Gumagalaw on its own. Depende na, no? Sinasabi, kapag daw malamig, iba yung itsura. Kapag mainit, iba din yung itsura. That's because of the dartos muscle na lang. Uh, to make it simple. Okay? Which is smooth muscle. Ano yung pangatlo? Sa nipples. Sa nipple area. Sa areolar area. Lalo na. These are involuntary muscles that are responsible also for the erection ng nipples. Yun yung, kumbaga, kamukha ni erector pili. Next. Melanin. Pag-usapan na natin. Yellow, brown to black, though depende sa dami. You have carotene. You can actually look orangey yellowy if if you've been eating a lot of carotene-rich food like carrots. Pero nawawala siya, okay? Nawawala siya. Unlike jaundice, unlike jaundice, which is yung yellowish discoloration, it's not because of carotene, or it's not because of your diet, but it's because of the circulating bile in your blood or bilirubin. So, ano naman yung hemoglobin? Hemoglobin is the red. Actually, bali, no? Hemo, blood, globin is the globin chain sa biochemistry. So, as a, as a function, dito, 
nag-attach si, depende. We usually think about oxygen, pero also carbon dioxide. And at some points, even poison, no? Diyan nag-attach. So, the more hemoglobin you have, then good. Kasi, ibig sabihin, maraming oxygen, kaya nagiging red. Or bright red siya. So, kapag naman anemic, kaya putla. Kaya naman putla. And at some point, if you were, if you had a naughty childhood, no? You, you actually played with a rubber band and maybe tinali mo siya sa uh, the most distal port, uh, portion of your fingers. Adi yung barang and then you leave it for a few minutes, and di parang magbublue siya, di ba? We now, we now call that now cyanosis. And that's because nauubos na oxygen, more of carbon dioxide na yung nandun. And it's called cyanosis because it's blue, cyan. Now, sebaceous glands, they produce oil as a lubricant for skin, and it kills bacteria. So what's important? Mali po, no? Mali talaga pag sinabi mong, ah, we have to eliminate the oil sa katawad kasi magkakaroon ka ng pimples. The oil itself has a property na antibiotic, or rather, specifically, antibacterial. So it's important to actually consult a dermatologist which lotion is good for you. You can have oily skin, but you could be using the wrong lotion. And you can have also a dry skin, pero kulang pala sa'yo is not water but oil. So depende talaga. Kailangan mo ng analysis doon, you have to consult a dermatologist about that. Now, ang sebaceous glands, most of ducts that empty into hair follicles and then glands are activated at puberty. So, actually, uh, maybe, you know, maybe, some of you have experienced, you know, once you started puberty, eh, nagkaroon kayo ng pimples, no? kapag nagkaka-blockage yung mga oil glands mo, tapos nagkaka-infection and all that. But it also depends on how good your your liver is. Kung maganda yung liver mo, since super talented, then you don't they don't really have a problem with that. And then here's a here's a tip: when you see someone with super amazing skin, pacheck mo yung liver function niya. Sobrang ganda nung liver nung liver function. Now, yung sweat glands. Why they distributed in the skin? And there are two types, eccrine, which open via duct to pores on the skin surface, and the apocrine, which empty into hair follicles. So, isa diretso sa skin, isa diretso sa hair follicles. Na ano importante dito? Minsan, may nagsasabi nun na merong, you know, Mount Apo, di ba? It's a mountain, and it's actually, if I'm not mistaken, it's a... I don't know the rate, no, God forbid, but it's, I, I alam ko, it's a volcano. I could be wrong, but I alam ko, it's a volcano. So, Mount Apo pwedeng pumotok, actually. So, ito yung, ba't ko sinabi yun? Other than being a volcano, God forbid, no. Uh, the reason is that, sa Tagalog kasi, may tawag tayo. Now, when somebody has bad body odor, because everyone has body odor, it's just a matter of mabango o hindi. Now, if you have bad body odors because of the apocrine, Sa Tagalog, tawag namin doon, may potok. Pag yung tao nakapila ka sa LRT or sa, saan man, sa bangko, tapos may potok, pag narinig mo sinabi sa elevator noon, pare may potok yung tao, nako po. We're gonna be in for a bad time. And that's because of the apocrine glands, apocrine sweat glands. Sa kilikili. Now, sweat and its function. Sweat is important because it's mostly water and it includes some metabolic waste. Dalo na, if you have failing kidneys, 
kasama dun sa sweat mo are things that are not supposed to be there. Okay? Like yung mga, yung mga waste products. Okay? It also has fatty acids and proteins sa mga apocrine, apocrine sweat glands sa may kilikili and other private portions of the body. Now, you also have the function which is it helps dissipate excess heat or it spreads out or it lessens the heat, excretes waste products, and its acidic nature inhibits bacterial growth. So, that is why sometimes they will say, now, oh, you should exercise a lot because it, it, it helps improve the immune system. Well, if you think about it in a way, na dahil sa sweat, that's one idea. Maliban sa increasing blood flow and, you know, Keeps your body healthy, ganon. Think about the sweat na yung acidic nature can actually kill or inhibit bacterial growth. And sabi natin, your odor is from associated bacteria. Yung putok. Na appendages of the skin is produced by the hair bulb. It consists of hard, keratinized epithelial cells. That's why it's called an appendage of the skin. Nandun pa rin si keratin. Si keratin. And melanocytes provide pigment for the hair color. And that is why, that is why, napaka-related and in fact associated ang complexion mo sa type of hair color mo na natural. I've, I've experienced na, you know, uh, having patients na darker yung complexion niya and obviously darker yung ano darker talaga yung kanyang hair pero mas maputi naturally okay don't be surprised if it if medyo light brown or gaya ng mga lolo lola natin no pag, pag may mga lahi no medyo malapit pa sila sa sa mga Spanish or whatever American mga Caucasian genes pale maputi na nga sila and sometimes they have streaks of blonde hair so, it's quite related to melanin. Kasi nga, melanocytes din ang nagpo-provide ng hair color. And, sabihin na rin natin, eye color, ha? the color of the eyes. Okay, you're going to have a central medulla. And sa gitna, think of it as a tube. Ha? And you have the cortex surrounding the medulla. The cuticle on the outside of the cortex is the most heavily keratinized. So, how can we talk about this in a much simpler way? Medulla. Medulla is in the bala na magmukang badui. Medulla, medulla is in the middle, no? It's in the middle of the hair follicle. Okay, bala na magmukang badui o mag sound badui, but the medulla nandoning sa gut, no? It's in the middle. Tapos babalutim mo yung middle, yung medulla, magiging cortex na siya. At kapag nabalot mo na siya ng cortex, yung pinaka-gift trap niya, pinaka-balot niya is the cuticle. <laughs> sa mga, ano pa, sa mga mahilig yan magpamanipedi. Oh, kaning cuticle, no? Okay, just remember, there's the most heavily keratinized portion, heavily keratinized, walang iba. Ito yung nakita sa pinakalabas. The same way that the most heavily keratinized portion of the skin is a superficial epidermis, di ba? edi ganun din yung pinakalabas because it's also a skin appendage or or uh, connected to the skin edi yung pinakalabas din ang heavily keratinized which is the cuticle okay so hair follicle there you go dermal and epidermal sheets surrounding the hair root 
Then you have the erector pili. We talked about this also. So nipple area and sa scrotal area. Then you have the sebaceous gland. Ito ha, napag-usapan na natin ito ha. You have the sebaceous area, uh, sebaceous gland. And then you have the sweat gland, which is hindi nakikita dyan. Pendages of the skin. If you look at if you look at nails under the microscope, it actually looks like scales talaga. Scales. I hope I can show you a photo later. Now, scale-like modification of the epidermis also heavily keratinized. And the stratum basale extends beneath the nail bed responsible for growth. So please take note, ha? Huh? stratum basale is another term nga. Ano nga yun? Stratum germinativum. Germinate is to grow or actually maybe dumame to germinate. But if you look at it, it's for growth, di ba? So kung nasan yung, kung merong stratum basale kayo makita, is responsible for growth. But wala siyang melanocytes. Ibig sabihin, wala siyang pigment, kaya usually colorless. So paano naman pag nagkakulay ang nails? Depende. It could be because of the blood. Okay, kasi it reflects the nail bed lang sa ilalim. So, pwede din because of the carotene, if you're into carotene-rich food. And of course, or the lack of hemoglobin. Nagiging putla or somewhat bluish na nga kapag natanggalan. So, by the way, ito yung free edge. You're going to see it here. Ito yun, no? Sabihin natin yung puti, yung free edge. Okay? Ito yung ginugupit. Now, for some reason, I don't know, some people like it really short and I think it's awkward. It feels really awkward. I don't know. By the way, dagdag na rin natin, no? How actually are we supposed to cut our fingernails? Okay? How are we supposed to cut our fingernails? Sabi sa libro, dapat daw, pag kinat nyo, dapat straight across. Straight across. Kasi daw, pag kinat mo siya ng ganon, it's going to end up uh, leading to an ingrown. And that could be painful, lalo na kung infected. Okay? So, FYI lang yun. Now, you have the body of the nail. Then you have the lateral nail fold. Lateral. Nasa gilid, diba? Lateral. Then you have the moon. Yung parang moon niya. Tingnan. That is a lunula. Okay? And then the cuticle. <laughs> okay? So, ano pa? Ito yung free edge na pag-usapan natin. Then you have the bone. You have the stratum basale here pa rin. This is where the growth comes in. Dito. Yung area na to. Okay? Then you have the nail matrix, you have the root of the nail, ito yung pumapasok sa ilalim, diba? Then you have the cuticle. Now, if you look at the cuticle pala, ito, no, sa taas, kita mo na nakapatong lang pala siya. If you take away the cuticle, that's still going to be nail pala sa ilalim. So in reality, yung nail hanggang dito yan, more or less. So nail root, yung nasa ilalim, yung bumabaon. Then the proximal nail fold, ito yun. Because you have the lateral, then you have the proximal nail fold. There you go. Then you have the eponychium, proximal nail fold that projects into the nail body. Pagano, no? Yan, 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 yan. There you go. Now, infections. Patapos na tayo, mga kapatid, ha? Patapos na. So, you have heard of um, infection, athlete's foot caused by fungal infection. Well, um, don't be surprised, but they actually call it also ringworm. But it's not a worm. It's a fungi. Okay? And, uh, paano mo malalaman na, kunwari, no, when you're at a derm, derm clinic at you're talking about, oh, you have a fungal infection. Pero nakahiya kasi minsan, no, pag sinabing, pag narinig na ibang tao na, ah, may fungal infection ka. So, sometimes we just call it tinea. 
tinea. Okay? Now, tinea is a ringworm or the fungal infection. Now, depende na. Kung nasa paa, we're gonna call it tinea pedis. Tinea pedis. Kapag nasa, ano mo, nasa may chin area mo, sa may balbas, we call it tinea barbae. Okay? Tinea barbae. And marami pang iba. So, kung mga athletes dyan, if any one of you has been, what, I don't know, playing football, soccer, or ultimate, yung disc, no? yung mga frisbee, or whatever, basketball, tapos it's been a while since you used your shoes, and then basa-basa pa yung socks mo, no? or naulanan ka pa ng konti when you last used it, tapos hindi mo nabilad sa init yon. Malamang sa malamang, when you try to wear it again, kasi if I'm not mistaken, di ba, yung... Mga sports activities are somewhat allowed na ngayon. Then, magkaka-athlete's foot ka talaga. Magkaka-ringworm infection ka. So, ingat. Ibilad nyo muna sa init or better yet, laban nyo, then bilad sa init. Tapos, ano itong boils? Ito naman yung bacterial infection. Ito yung napag-usapan natin kanina na ito yung skin. Tapos, may bacteria na nakapasok. Okay, doon sa duct. Tapos, nagkaroon ng mata. That's a boil. Or a furuncle. Let me just write that down. A furuncle. Pero, kapag kunwari lumaki siya, dumami-dami na siya, ganun, para na siyang chocolate hills, no, ng bohol o ng budyol, you're gonna call that now a carbuncle. Okay? You're gonna call it now a carbuncle. Cold sores caused by a virus. Okay? Viruses cause a lot of problems. Okay? Even yung mga warts, warts are caused by viruses. So, hindi lang siya puro ubusipon at kung ano pang mga COVID na related illnesses. So, how about allergies? Contact dermatitis is exposure caused by allergic reaction. So, obviously, pag merong contact dermatitis, meron din tayong non-contact, di ba? Uh, term ko lang yun, non-contact. Okay? So, ibig sabihin, kunwari, ito yung skin mo. And I'm going to write, uh, I'm going to present it into you. Ito yung skin mo. Natuluan ka ng isang bagay na allergic ka. Pwes dapat yung inflammation niya or katunghubag niya, hanto dire lang. Kung natuluan ka dire, dapat dito lang yung yung what we call the lesion. Okay? What we call the lesion. Okay? It's a, it's a term for something that's not supposed to be there or an abnormality. Okay? It's a lesion. So, dapat hanggang dun lang siya. Now, the problem is, if kunwari allergic dermatitis siya, kwento ko lang ha, nagdag ko na lang to. Pag allergic dermatitis yan, kung ito yung area na tumama sa'yo, lalaki siya. Okay? So, kung ito siya, yung tumama sa'yo, yung allergic is actually ganun, nagsaspread. Maghubagin, minsan nga, marami pang nag-grow na iba. Okay? That's allergic dermatitis. So, pag-contact lang, kung nasan yung tumama na area, doon lang din yung kanyang reaction. So, pag allergic reaction talaga na malaki, it grows. Okay? It really grows kapag allergic ka. So, impetigo is caused by bacterial infection. We're going to see it in photos. Dada na sa mga bata. And psoriasis, the cause is unknown. Actually, the cause is sobrang dami. But it can be caused by trauma, infection, and stress. Marami types of what we call ito mga psoriasis, no? Minsan, magmukha siyang coin shape. We call that mga good tape. Diba? So, there are many uh, ways. Now, what is another way to look at it? 
I want you to know that when somebody says dermatitis, pareho lang po yan sa pagsinabi nilang eczema. Eczema. Para medyo social, no? Ah, nakay dermatitis. No. I have eczema. Yung mga social. Pero ako babasahin ko lang, eczema na lang yun, di ba? But, you know, some some people read it as eczema. So, burns. Patapos na tayo. I just, I'm just going to teach you how to check burns. So, ang burns are tissue damage or cell death caused by, di ba sabi natin maraming? There's thermal burn, electrical burn, radiation burn, or chemical burn. Associated dangers are dehydration, electrolyte imbalance, circulatory shock. Now, when you have a burn patient, actually, bakit siya dehydrated? Maliban sa mainit yung katawan niya, it's going to cause fluid shift. Fluid shift. Now, napansin nyo dati siguro, nagkaroon kayo ng burn, or you saw someone who had a burn, nagkaroon ng blister formation. Diba? Parang ng tubig-tubig siya. Imagine that on a whole body-wide scale, that's going to be dehydration. So, electrolyte imbalance, kasi nagkakaroon ng fluid shifting nga, sodium, potassium, marami yan, and circulatory shock. Bakit? Kasi nga, wala na yung tubig sa dugo. Lumabas na siya. But let me tell you also, kapag burn, importante din ang infection control. Ang infection control. Pero if you really think about it, infection control, wala na yan. Saka na yan. Siguraduhin mo natin buhay, hindi mag-shock yung pasyente. So in a way, although it's going to be, it's not going to be nice to say this, but reality, no reality. Infection is actually a luxury in some cases. Lalo na sa mga disaster area, worry about the infection later. Uh, unahin nyo muna na siguraduhin ang buhay ang pasyente. Now, how will you know, how will you measure, no? Malamang nakarinig kayo, nakabasa kayo. Oh, he had, uh, we had a patient now who had, um, let's say, burn in 20% of the body or 35% or 60% of the body. We calculate that using the rule of nines. So I want to specify that. Bakit? Now, look at the, tinan mo yung anterior, anterior portion of the leg. This is 9%. This is another 9%. Bakit ito 4.5? Kasi harap. This is 9 pag front and back. This is 9 front and back. Ito naman, 9 yung taas, baba, or left or right, depende. Basta 18% ito. So yung nasa likod, another 18%. Ito naman, the entire head is 9%. That's 4.5 sa likod, 4.5 sa back. Ang importante dito, ano? Ang perineum lang. Ito lang ang 1%. Ito lang ang 1%. So, ano yun? Anterior and posterior head and neck. That is dalawang 4.5. That's going to be 9. Anterior and posterior upper limbs. That's going to be 9. 9 kasi front and back. Dalawa. That's going to be 18%. And then anterior and posterior trunk. Kasi ang anterior natin, di ba? This is 18%. So, dalawa kasi nasa likod. That's going to be 36 and then perineum is 1%, and then this is 9 sa harap, 9 sa likod, 9 sa harap, 9 sa likod, that's 18 plus 18, leading to 36. Actually, 99 yan, no? Plus the 1% will give us 100%. Now, severity of burns. Kapag epidermis lang ang na-damage, or yung pinaka-superior portion, that's first degree, it's going to be red and swollen. Red and swollen. Ito yung mga sunburn natin. Sunburn. This is when you wanted to get a tan but sumobra yung pagkatan mo. Okay? Ngayon, kapag nagtubig-tubig, nagkaroon na ng blister, pula na siya, no? That's going to be a second degree burn. Ibig sabihin, alam naman natin sunog sa epidermis. Huwag nyo nang isipin yan. Isipin nyo si upper or si papillary dermis na ang tinamaan. 
or kahit simplify natin, si dermis tinamaan na. Kasi wala namang tatamaan na dermis sa first degree. Eh. Pag second degree, tinamaan na si dermis. Kapag third degree, tinamaan ng entire skin layer, wala ka nang mararamdaman. Okay? Burn is gray, white, or black. Bakit ka walang mararamdaman? Simple lang. Wala na si nerve endings. Patay na. Ubus na. So, here's an oversimplification. This is an epidermis. This is dermis. This is the hypodermis. Or yung start nung ilalim. Actually, hypodermis and below. Kasi, di ba? Hypodermis and below. Ito naman, anything back yet. And second degree, importante, keyword is si blister. Red and swollen, first degree. Blister, second degree. Wala ka nang na-feel, entire skin layer, white or black, gray, white or black, that's going to be third degree. Now, kailan mo i-admit yung pasyente? I-admit mo yung pasyente, consider siya critical. We are so blessed because we have an actual burn unit. So, using the rule of nines, if you have 25% of the body, so let's say yung anterior portion, yung buong harap ng katawan niya, ng, ng torso, was maybe one, you know, the entire right arm, I don't know, then that's going to be more than 25%. So, admit mo na yan, no? Kung second degree, kung puro blister yan lahat. Kung 10% lang naman kapag third degree, ibig sabihin, pag itim-itim na, no? Magkakaroon na ng yung nating S-car. Ang spelling is S-char. S-car formation. And then kapag tirap na, no? We do an S-carotomy. Ginaalis yan, yung mga burn surgery. Kapag 10% lang, ha? Ang kailangan kapag third degree. Admit mo na yan. Importante yan. Delikado yan. And kapag third degree, burns of wear, critical area, saan yun? Imagine mo third degree, yung mukha mo. Halos wala ka ng mukha, halos wala ka ng kamay, halos wala ka ng pa. Automatic admit yan. Now, ito na ha, last few slides. Skin cancer, subnormal cell mass, two types. Kapag narinig nyo ang word na benign, be very happy. Ibig sabihin, it does not spread. It because it is enclosed in a capsule. Kung baga, ito yung cancer mo, ito yung skin mo, ito yung cancer. Pag sinabing benign, may nakabalot dyan. So, hindi siya lulusot. Hindi siya lalabas. Hindi siya magsaspread sa mga lymph nodes or care of sa blood. Pero pag sinabing malignant, it is able to metastasize. So, look at the letter M. Ha? Malignant metastasis. Why? Another term would be to call it tissue invasion tissue invasion. It's going to invade other tissue and then it's going to use either the lymphatic fluid or the blood vessel to move to other parts of the body. So let me just write that. Tissue invasion. So, tissue invasion is a sign of malignancy. At kapag it invades enough, umabot siya sa blood vessel or lymphatic vessel, it now becomes metastatic. So, pag may narinig kayong metastatic cancer, ibig sabihin, dalawa na ang tinamaan at least. Meron primary site kung saan siya nanggaling. Ito yon primary site or maybe this one. And then you have distant or other areas sa tinamaan. So ito yung primary, ito yung secondary site. Kapag nagkaroon ng tissue invasion and then nag-spread to other, that is malignant behavior. And then skin cancer is the most common type of cancer, at least sa mga puti. Okay? Now, itong importante sa akin, Remember nyo lang, ang basal cell carcinoma ay malamang galing sa stratum basale or sa stem cells. 
It is the most common type but it's the least malignant. But still, it is cancer, carcinoma. Importante lang, letter B, it is basal. Ito is very bagal. So, utang na loob. Wala nga akong pasyente, ha? Ay, wala akong sudyante na magsasabi. Basal, basal. Bilis. No, 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 no. Basal is bagal, not bilis. Now, squamous or squamous cell carcinoma from S pa rin, no? Kita nyo, no? Basal cell comes from basale. Squamous cell carcinoma comes from spinosum. It metastasizes to lymph nodes and early removal allows good chance of cure. Early removal. Balik ta rin ko. Late removal means you're gonna have a bad time. Kailangan you have to act really fast. Bakit? Squamous. Squamous is very speedy. Mabilis. Speedy. So, basal is not bilis. Naku po, baka magbaliktad. Basal is bagal. Squamous cell is bilis. Na? In terms of speed. Okay? Basal, bagal. But the most deadly is the malignant melanoma. Importante, melanoma is from the melanocyte. Melanocyte. Or the ones producing the melanin. Or the ones producing the pigment. So, kita nyo, ano, napag-usapan natin kanina, nagpathology tayo saglit. Lymph end, blood vessels, ang kanyang spread. Now, ano naman ang ABCD rule? Para natin malaman. Ito na, yung ating last slide. Kapag kayo ay may nakita, no? Kapag, kunwari, naka, yung maliligo kayo, or magbibihis kayo, of course, you have to take your clothes off. ba? Diba? So, do me a favor. Try to observe your body. Kasi, if you haven't noticed, Yung katawan nyo actually, merong iba't ibang, I know, there's always changes in the body. Minsan magtataha ka na lang no, sa kamay mo, bigla kang may nunal. Okay? Bigla kang nagkaroon ng nunal that wasn't there no, a few weeks ago. Or, you know, anywhere, bigla kang nagkaroon ng malaking mole somewhere, sa puwet, sa paa. So, when these things happen, I want you to remember A, B, C, D. Kung kaya mo magbilang ng 1, 2, 3, 4, kaya mo ma-memorize ang ABCD na rule. So, ano ito? Kapag kunwari, pumunta kayo dahil may nakita kayong di maganda, punta kayo ng derma, tatanong yan, no? Actually, ito yung tatanong niya, asymmetry. Or ito yung check niya. Check mo yung nonal na yun. Kapag, kapag ano siya, bilog lang siya or pantay, kunwari na paghinati mo siya, okay, kunwari hati na, sakto yan na. Kunwari sakto siyang ganon. Okay lang yon, So, hindi maganda na, kunwari, ganun siya, tapos may ganun-ganun-ganun. Hindi maganda yon, Okay? Yung paghinati mo siya. That's not good. That is not symmetrical. Number two, look at irregularity of the border. If the border is smooth, then that is good. Swabe lang. Pero kung nakita mo na parang ganun, that's not good. Kasi it's not smooth. Ano pa? The color. Kung isa lang ang kulay niya, then that is good. Minsan brown, okay, minsan medyo black, wag lang yung pula-pula na may pagka-blue, na may pagka-black, may pagka-yellow. So, let me just emphasize that. Kunwari dito, no? Kunwari dito, red siya. So, in reality, let's say it's brown, no? Tapos nakita mo dito na medyo yellow, no? That is not a good thing. Now, 
How about diameter? Ito yung last, yung D. If it's larger than 6 millimeters, then, or sa mga Englishero, no? 6 mil, then that is bad. Okay? So, count mo. Anong gagamitin natin? Ay, nako. In reality, as a nursing, you don't really carry around a ruler. You do use a measuring tape. Pero sa derma, they like, they love their rulers. No? Yung ruler talaga. But if you can, you measure using a ruler. Importante, pareho lang naman dun. If it's larger than 6 millimeters or 6 mils pakyat, that is bad. So, take note of those things. Whenever na may nakita kayo change sa katawan niyo. Okay? That's very important. Thank you.